Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagellum. Today I'm joined for, I believe, the third time. Third time's a charm. Joe McNavage in the house. What's up, buddy? Back in the house. <laughs> Ray, talk some sports here for sure. We'll talk some sports, we're going to talk some entertainment, and you know we're talking some politics. If we, we got don't our, run out of time. Our resident Republican in the house. Oh, boy. And boy, has it been hot as it has been for the last three and a half years, or however long it's been. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, Joe, what's new? I know we literally just talked about this, but um, uh, how's life? Um, you know, uh, yeah. Life is shoot good, the shit. you know. Yeah, shoot the, some shit. Well, you know, we survived the golf trip, so shout out to the 20, what, 20 people we were with? Yeah, shout out everybody. Hope you're all listening to this. I know at least two of you probably are. <laughs> well, let's try to make it at least three to five. Let's there we shoot, go. <laughs> you know, shoot for the stars here. Uh, survived the golf trip, back at work, you know, educating the youth. Yes, with gym instruction. That's right, right baby. <laughs> That's right. How's the school year so far? I mean, I can't complain, actually, you know, and I uh, be my second year being the chess coach. So if any of you got some uh, coaching tips for me, I may need to uh, oh, increase my knowledge. Back in the early days of this podcast, when it was me and Brian, after the podcast, we used to sit and play a game of chess. Oh, wow. And I'm undefeated on my special chess board. No one's ever beat me. Special chess board. Well, I got like one for Christmas a couple years ago, and I've, only, I've, I've played it probably like... 10 or 15 times but i've never lost oh, okay because people i play with aren't very good right on right on yeah so <laughs> are, you, are you good at chess uh i'd say i'm average but you know when you're i guess i've probably played you know 10 competitive matches in my life you know i yeah. feel like i can say i've faced wide variety of talent yeah you'd probably beat me <laughs> so i remember um what's his name the chess coach in our high school what was his name no idea didn't have no idea <sighs> mr like what what did he teach he, he teached uh math he Beliski. Nope. Um, nope. 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 Um, um, the old guy. Was he old? Oh. Miltz. Was there Miltz? Mr. Miltz. I think that's who. It I was. didn't have him as a teacher. So. Uh, well, he was a terrible teacher, but he was really good at chess. He beat me in three moves once, like the first time I played. Oh him. yeah, yeah. Discouraged me for years. Yeah. Until yeah, I got this new chess. Traumatized. Board. <laughs> traumatized. Well, Joe, tonight. We are drinking two different things. Yeah, well, that's kind. Of, well, we've always drank the same thing when I've been on, but it's good to change it up. Um, uh, yeah. So I've been very unprepared. This is why. Oh, sorry, everybody. I haven't released an episode in two weeks because I've been uh, lazy and had didn't find a guest last week. Didn't feel like doing it the week before. Barely found a guest tonight. <laughs> Texted Joe last minute. <laughs> it was able to come through, so here we are. <laughs> but I did buy the beer before, and the beer that I will be drinking, which is a beer we haven't done, is um. Glasshopper Indian Pale Ale by Muami Bay Brewing Company. I is it Mommy? Mommy? I probably. It's Mommy for sure. It's Ohio. It's got to be from Ohio. Are we certain about that? Yeah, I can see right now it's from Toledo, Ohio. Oh. My sister goes to UT. So. Is that what that bridge is? The Toledo um, Bridge or something? I would say it's probably the Toledo Bridge. That is correct. I've never really explored Toledo. Ah, well, it's actually a pretty uh. I guess I'd say hype town in some ways. There's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. they got the uh, double, what, double A team down there. Yeah, the Mud Hens, right? And then, yeah, the and then they got the hockey team. And then lots of bars and everything, plus a casino. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like. We should a, take a night out there sometime because uh, it's like, what, an hour away? Yeah, 50 minutes. Crash at my sister's place. Crash at your sister's place. Go out, explore the town, drink some of uh, Glasshopper from Mommy or however you pronounce it. How yeah, you pronounce mommy. It? 
What uh, and then Joe is drinking the classic because remember everybody, Joe does not drink beer. That's right. So I'm on the the best white claw flavor, which is black cherry. Oh, so opinion. that's your favorite, huh? Yes. <laughs> I on uh, my last episode, I did have the lime here, which was actually the first time I ever had white claw. So shout out to Nick. Oh, so now you're on the you're on board, huh? Well, right now I'm thinking though it's going to come to an end here soon. Like I feel like white claw season's coming to an end. I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe I guess like it's more of a summer thing. Summer thing. Now maybe people will tailgate with it. I mean, you'd have to, you know, I haven't been to a tailgate. I guess I'll have to go drink at Franklin High School hey, in the parking lot, you know, and see Vikings what Lions coming up soon. Maybe we should tailgate it. Yeah, we could. I mean, because what else do people who don't want beers, you know, are going to be drinking? I mean, right, I don't this know. is convenient. It's convenient. It's harder for, for you to just, like, make a bunch of mixed drinks the whole right, time. Right, exactly. Uh, Beer number one sport. Uh, this beer is good. Um, I always say this, it does taste like a two-hearted, and it is the exact same alcohol percentage, which is 7%. So let's get ready to roll. There we go. So since last time we talked, it was right before the NFL season, everybody. Um, Week three has just passed. It's been, uh, honestly, one of the wildest starts to the season in terms of drama. We have not talked that much about Antonio Brown, but we should probably talk about this for a second. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to <laughs> kind of digest, and we'll probably in the next few podcasts hopefully have more information. Yeah. After his feet got frozen off, he found a helmet to play with. He got cut from the Raiders. He signed with the Patriots, and he got released from the Patriots. And now he is back where he came from at Central Michigan University going back to school. And soon to be offensive coordinator. Yeah, is he going to be? I, I, that, why else is he going to Central Michigan other than to be a, something involved oh in football? Oh, my God. Central would be so stupid <laughs> if they hired him. This cra- this person is like legitimately has mental issues. I mean, I can't believe. like the, I saw like the four list of classes he was taking or whatever. They were really kind of interesting when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but why else would he go to Central? I mean, I feel like why not? Desperation move. Yeah. I can coach football. I'm the greatest. <laughs> now I can coach because he's insane. Are you allowed to play football if you go to school there? Um, or is there an age limit? Well, he already used... He's professional, so he can't go back. He can't oh, okay. say he has eligibility left. That would have oh. been my next thing. He'll sue the courts or something. <laughs> I want a wide receiver, Central Michigan. That would be so ridiculous. <laughs> well, and just think of the money he's lost. I mean, from the 30-something 30 30 million guarantee that he... Uh, the Raiders didn't pay him because he broke breached his contract, right. and the nine or nine million guaranteed for the Patriots because he breached his contract. And didn't suppo- tell him about the sexual allegations against him. Supposedly, I've re- I've read online that he's going to get that money eventually, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I don't think he'll get it. I I don't know. That's only him not getting this money is why I think he'll eventually come back to the NFL. Yeah, I I think there's got to be some sort of suspension some, coming. Some team will sign him. Like after even after the suspension, I thought the Eagles were honestly were going to get them. They were my team. I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, when you think of teams that are desperate for wide receiver help, I mean, as we know, versus the Lions, I mean, they had really no one, no one left to throw the ball to. <laughs> um, other crazy things that's been going on. I'm sorry, I'm to change the subject, but um, we I just got an ESPN notification. So we all, I'm sure, if you guys are sports fans, you've heard about the Jalen Ramsey saga. Oh. Unhappy at a. Uh, the Jacksonville requests a trade. Uh, Jacksonville says they don't want to trade him for anything less than at least like two first round picks, which is a steep price. Um, and uh, yeah. then on Monday, he said he was sick, didn't report. Then today or yesterday, he just didn't report because he said he had sore back. And now 
he just I just got an ESPN notification that says <laughs> Jags uh, Jags say quarterback or cornerback Jalen Ramsey will join family for birth of daughter and will return to team when he's ready. Also known as when he is traded. Yes, so he is not going to be playing for this team much longer, and the Jags have to trade him. Yeah, they're in a really tight spot. I mean, they could look at throwing a lot of money around. I mean, to try and keep him, but I. The NFL players are getting more power with the demanding trades yeah. and sitting out. I mean, they're trying to become like their the NBA brotherhood kind of and take mm-hmm. control of their destiny. I mean, if, uh, Chiefs or Lions probably should be the two teams you would think, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the Lions, oh, that'd be so great if we could have Slay and Ramsey back there. Right. With Coleman in the slot and our defensive line that's been underperforming but should should on paper is good. On paper is good, and if they can't, who I mean, who are you going to throw the ball at? Ramsey, you right. throw it at Slay. I mean, so throw it at Coleman, even like right. in the slot. Like, come on. I know. So, but would you really want to? Would you say right now you'd give up two first yeah, round picks? I would. Oh, you would. It started this season. Uh, the Lions technically undefeated, though it's like a, a kind of a sham undefeated. But um, you know, we're going to be competitive if we have Ramsey for sure. Yeah, we still could. I mean, I, I, I worry about our offense because it's. I don't know. I don't know why it's not better. Um, yeah, we haven't let a sack up in like two games, which is pretty crazy. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how it doesn't. It feels like we have, but we haven't. Yeah, I mean, you would have figured the Chargers would have got some with Bosa and, and those guys. Mm. I mean, honestly, though, I think this weekend will be the one that kind of is the the deciding factor for the Lions per se for the fan base for how competitive people think they're going to be. Right. If the Lions can, I think keep it close. If you can keep it close, then that's going to do wonders for this team. Yeah. And if you can win, oh, I mean, that's a I don't that that would be. <laughs> then you then you then ESPN has to talk about the Lions if the Lions beat the Chiefs. Yeah, the chills just went up Nick's spine <laughs> thinking about a, a win there. And you're going into is it going to be either Sunday or Monday night against Green Bay after your bye week? Yeah, for probably control of the division. Right. I mean, and just with some. I mean. Lions have won. I mean, other than the, the first other game than the debacle. debacle. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, people will say, you know, well, the Chargers were, you know, Melvin Gordon and they had injuries. And mm-hmm. then you say, you know, the Eagles you know, had no wide receivers. But the Lions went in, went into Philadelphia and won. Yeah, which Direct. is something the Lions don't do. Right. So, I mean, this will kind of be, I think, the deciding factor of you're, you're hoping for a close game. Just you don't want yeah. that Chiefs offense to go crazy. I just really hope that tie to the fucking – Cardinals doesn't come back to haunt us. Well, a tie is better than a loss. Yeah, but it's not as good as a win, and we were up by a lot. And you know, I know. I just felt it. I didn't watch any of the Chargers games. We were coming back from our golf trip, right? Um, but then, like the Eagles game, once that blocked field goal happened, I was like, I know how this ends. But it didn't but end. It didn't you, end like right. that. Thankfully. Not the same old Lions. God, they tried to be. They always try to be. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Um, how are your Vikings doing over there? I mean, we have our big kind of deciding game right now coming up. We're facing the Bears. Oh, So nice. that will kind of be like, okay, can Kirk Cousins in the offense actually do something versus a good defense, or are we just going to kind of be mediocre again? Yeah. Um, honestly, I am, for the Lions' sake, I think I'm more afraid of the Bears than I am the Vikings, but I think the Vikings are a better team. But I think we match up better because I don't believe in your offense – but I really don't believe in the Bears offense. <laughs> but yeah. I really do believe in the Bears defense. And I don't know how our fucking shitty tackles are going to defend Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean, that's my problem is 
Dalvin, well, your been, line's been playing really pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, the line has been, which is why we've been running the ball every play because mm-hmm. we want to take it out of Kirk Cousins' hands. But eventually, it's the NFL; you have to throw the football. Yeah, you guys are on pace right now to throw for the lowest, like in like the last two decades. Yeah, or I mean, the first game was kind of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That was the Atlanta game, right? Yeah, out of the ordinary. I mean, because we literally threw for 98 yards. I mean, we were up by 24 and by the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, so we just ran it, and Cousins didn't throw. And then yet, then last week versus the Raiders, we uh, did zero passes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we literally ran That's it every crazy. play. That's <laughs> crazy. That's, like, not how the NFL is right, right. now. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we're trying to trust the defense, control the clock, and which works when you're ahead and facing yeah. a shitty team. When yeah. you face the Packers and they're up by – 21. Well, the Packers' offense has looked pretty pedestrian these first three weeks. Yeah, but their defense has looked better than expected. Right, and that's the only reason they're undefeated is because of their defense. Yeah, we. I mean, the Vikings just couldn't score points. I mean, we didn't score points till the third and fourth quarter, basically, and then it was too late. Yeah, and then we got – so we got the Packers looking pedestrian offense, which is weird because they have – well, I'm going to officially say not the best quarterback in the NFL anymore, but one of the best. Yeah, one, I would say one of the best. Um, and then we got the Bears with, I mean, I'm, people like to say Aaron Donald's the best player in the NFL. I think it's Khalil Mack. I think that guy is Are you saying good. best overall or just defensively? <sighs> Definitely best defensively. I don't really know how you can be better than Patrick Mahomes, but. Right, I was going to say, if you, I mean, if you had to start. Or it, honestly, Tom Brady, like. Just yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, I know Tom Brady isn't as flashy as Mahomes and shit, and doesn't no. throw no look passes, but dude just knows what to do on the field, and doesn't lose. So no, they don't lose. Like, and you can say it's Bill Belichick, but you can't prove it's Bill Belichick. So you kind of got to go with Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you were saying you were going to start a team now. You would take Mahomes only because he's younger. I mean, Brady, you know, has a couple more years. Right, but if you're going to play for one one, season. Or one game. One game. i probably take Brady because I want him to prove me wrong. Like, like, you know, trust him until you can't. I would take that chance. Yeah. I mean. No one has a bigger killer instinct than that motherfucker. No, that's true. So, I mean, but yeah, Donald, I mean, you're just watching him. I mean, he's just a freak. Yeah. When you're watching him play Sunday night, just, just body people. Yeah, but Khalil Mack at the same time, just unstoppable. They're, I mean, they're just unstoppable. Yeah, imagine if those two paired up. You know, that, if that's the new NFL where they're going to build super teams like the NBA, yeah. then uh, that's it's yeah. going to ruin the because the NFL is super like super like competitive and like every game, everybody's in a game except for the Dolphins right now, and maybe the Redskins because they refuse to start Haskins. But uh, I don't. I, I'm the I'm on the record that they should not start Haskins. You don't think so? Why? No. Uh, be, well, you know, it's kind of almost the same reason I would have been wrong in saying I would not have started Daniel Jones. Which, yeah. I mean, I know if you take a quarterback in the first round these days, you got to start him. Well, you're not all the way wrong yet. It's been one game. Right, exactly. But to me, if you don't have a team around, you're setting him up for failure. And to me, half of the battle for these young quarterbacks is confidence-based. You know, Lamar has come in and been athletic and has confidence. He's mm-hmm. playing well. Look at all those Cleveland quarterbacks. You're really telling me all those guys completely sucked? I think they had no mm. one around them, and they got, you know, got their shit wrecked in, and then their confidence is like, well, maybe I am not that good. And then it goes downhill. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think, like, experience well, I guess what, is necessary. Experience is necessary. And confidence but, can be coached. 
true, but so you gotta trust your. If you're gonna start a young compete, I guess you should trust your coach, because like they're gonna get their shit kicked in if they're on a shitty team. Right, but I guess we, Haskins will have if he starts. If he's just in theory, he started this week. Mm-hmm. He'd have in theory what probably eleven weeks to get his shit kicked in. That's a whole lot of hits and every beating. He's going to be taken for a season that well, will I mean, not the matter. Red, the Redskins weren't idiots and would just fucking sign their tackle. They would they put a lot. I don't know. Why aren't they signing that guy? Trent Williams? Uh, I don't know if he wants to sign for him. I have, I honestly don't exactly know. It seems like... They just don't want to make him the highest paid pay, tackle? Yeah, which seems so stupid because, as you said, if you have a good quarterback like Haskins, it would be like a no-brainer, right? Protect the quarterback. Oh, shit. What's going on, Nick? Holdout RB Melvin Gordon told Chargers he will report back to work Thursday. Well, my fantasy team just keeps getting fucked. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I, I it was did. a good. It was a good year. It was a good run we had, <laughs> being the best team for two weeks. But shit, Austin Eckler's value goes down. Melvin Gordon's coming back. Um, anyone that drafted Melvin Gordon, good choice. Mike Berg, you lucky son of a bitch. What does that? What does what does that mean? Well, he has Melvin Gordon. So it was, ah, man. Okay, so, fuck, okay. Um, uh, Yeah, sorry, I'm just dealing with this live on air. Well, not live, but you'll hear this tomorrow where I'll have followed my, you know what, fuck it, who cares? My team's dead. Um, (laughs) Throwing in the towel already. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, Okay, so Melvin Gordon's coming back to the Chargers. Um, That holdout, I thought that was going to be a more serious holdout than it was. Yeah, I mean, he needs to accrue time for this season, so he's going to have to join eventually in November anyway. Mm-hmm. So, if in theory, if the Chargers stood firm that we're not negotiating until the end of the year anyway, which their GM said and seems yeah. to have the balls to do it, he mm-hmm. might as well go make some money then, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, because he can't sit out like Le'Veon could. See, Le'Veon could sit out the whole year and be hit free agency. Because he was tagged? Uh, because he had enough years. Oh, years of cure. Yeah, yeah, you have to accrue enough years. I honestly, I, I don't know what it exactly is. You, we'd have to look it up. I think it, I think it's four years. Mm. And so, what he was this? How many years he been in the league? Three. Would uh, that make sense? Yeah. Well, he'd been in. He's already been franchise tagged twice before you sat out for the whole no, season, right? N- are we talking Le'Veon or Melvin? Le'Veon. Oh, yeah, I'm so, talking Melvin. Oh, yeah, Melvin's. This would be, I believe, his because he's going to be a free agent next year, right? They had the. Uh, did they? They didn't use the option this year, did they? Because you have the fifth-year player option usually. So what right? year did he, Melvin come out? He came out with another similar running back. I forget. Um, but uh, so he's probably been in the league for three years, I would uh, say. So yeah, this would be his fourth. Yeah, right. Because you have to accrue enough years so he could sit out, which I don't think he he had. Now he came out in 2015. Okay, so yeah, this is this is his fourth year then, right? So 2015, he would have played, right? Yeah. So yes, it, 2015, 2016. Yes, this will be. So they would. This they, will be his fifth year. This will be his fifth year, right? Because 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Oh yeah. I so don't know why. Five, I'm really bad at mental math. So, so. Five, yeah, five. Uh, so five yeah, this years. is his last year in his contract. So that must be what it basically has to be. So I guess what does this mean for the NFL's future? Like, did Le'Veon Bell change how this next CBA is going to be negotiated? This next CBA is going to end in. One word, basically, hold out. You think, you I, think, I think we're actually going to miss games this next time? Yeah. It's a lot of money to leave on the table. For who? For everybody. Yeah, but there's one thing. It's hard to negotiate with billionaires. Yeah. I mean, because in theory, they can they can lose more money, in theory, 
but they can also wait longer. I don't know. So I always think like you know when hockey had their lockout where they missed an entire season, ruined. I was the I was the hockey was my favorite sport. I was the biggest hockey fan. Stopped watching it for a decade after that. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think it will happen with football for me, but I might not give a shit. Like if you know if like. And, you know, and I stopped watching hockey when the Red Wings were fucking on top of the world, you know. And the Lions are dog shit. So if I th- lose football for a year, maybe I'll realize, like, I don't need this shit. I got basketball, the yeah. best sport in the world. Well, basketball, yes, I do love basketball. I don't know, you have college football. And see, that won't have a holdout, so you'll at least have that. <sighs> I don't like college football. Well, yeah, I, I mean. Root, I mean, I root for the Spartans, but, like, I, right. only Bama or Clemson win, so. Oh, it's probably going to be true again this year, too. So don't, you know, bet on anyone else, anybody. But so, uh, I don't know. I just feel like there will be a work stoppage because the players are going to want more guaranteed money. And they want, they'll want a few more percentages. And the owners are going to want two more games. Players aren't going to do that. Right. Is it, And maybe get rid of a preseason game. One preseason game, get rid of that. But how is it all going to work out if they want more games, more money? Who's going to get the revenue split up? And, I mean, at the same time, it's just like anything else. It's like who's going to budge first and, you know, who's going to win? And I always put my money on the owners, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, uh, I have the perfect solution for the game situation, which I've talked about before probably on this podcast. Um, but let me hear your thoughts on it. So, you know, the owners want to add, just to add two more games. Yeah, that, is, I mean, that's a talking point. Which is, like, too much, honestly. The NFL. The reason the NFL is great is because there's so little games. Um, but if that's what they really want, I want you to add one more game and take away one preseason game because no one plays the last one. And then right. I know what you're thinking. Okay, well, that's going to give one team a year an extra home game, which in football is the biggest effect of wins and losses uh, between all the sports. Yes. So why don't you expand the brand a little bit and require every team to play one game overseas on a neutral field? Like every team has to play one game in London. And then you have, and, and then you have, instead of having these bye weeks spread out, which like per, disproportionately affects different teams, just have two weeks where one, half the league, like the AFC's on a bye, the NFC's on the bye, AFC's on the bye one week, and all the teams in the AFC are in the um, uh, NFC play in London. Then the AFC is on a bye, and all the teams in the or the NFC's on a bye, and all the teams in the AFC play in London. And then like you know, one after right. Another. I mean, there's some good ideas in there. I, or like you can play in London, you can play in Mexico, Mexico City, you can play in, uh, you know, you play all all across Europe. I mean, in some ways, in a way, it would make that actually a little more fair because I always would if I I'd hate to be Jacksonville or Oakland who get always stuck in London and Mexico City and have to do all that travel right. and all the publicity and all that shit and lose a home game and lose a home game. Let alone even if you win the traveling time, I mean, you talk about preparation and everything, what that takes away from, you know, the routine players do and right. everything. So, and that's not fucking home field advantage, you know, it's right, right. Um, I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I just don't know about the NFL and expanding its brand. I really don't know if that's worked much in London. No, like, but it, I mean, but I mean, it's but even if you don't want to do it in London, you can just make every team play on a neutral field somewhere else. Yeah, which I would mean, be. Like just like whoever team you're scheduled to play that week, pick the city that is in directly in the middle of them. Like whoever one's the most convenient to the middle of them, have them go there and have like the, these other fans see these other two teams. Like when I saw the Vikings play the Giants at Ford Field because um, right. the Metrodome collapsed. Yeah, that was no. super fun. 
like I got to sit really close. Well, that might be one of the reasons why it was super fun because I got to sit really close because it was just open to first come, first serve. Right. But, uh, you know, people would go to those. Those would sell out. Yeah. I mean, it, there's some good ideas there. I mean, you could, as you said, go places maybe where they wouldn't even see live football all the time, you know. Right. Have a game at, you know, Montana University or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, you know. Have one goes... somewhere randomly in the UP of Michigan. I'm sure there's a stadium somewhere. I don't know if I go that far. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> somewhere where there's at least a 40,000 40, uh, seating. Play the Lions versus Packers somewhere in the UP. I'm there sure you there's, go. I'm sure there's well, a seat there. Work. You know, I'm sure that peninsula is half and half. Well, actually, no, I'm pretty sure it's mostly Packers. But Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can do things if you just think outside of the box and have a willingness to get creative. Like, you don't have to make it just straight up 18 more eight or 18 games with still four fucking preseason games which is right too yeah I, I i think i would bet money that they go down one preseason game i yeah. really think they, they will. should because the fourth one's kind of worthless let me ask you this though okay kind of going back a little bit to kind of antonio brown but even a little Kirk cousins in there do you think at the nfl the owners are going to give any much budge with guaranteed contracts i think they should this is the most dangerous sport in the world to play and if baseball gets 100 percent guaranteeing contracts nba does an nba like two sports do i don't know if it's necessarily good for the sport but yeah i think they should give you know i think they should give guaranteed contracts i don't do guaranteed let's say in the nba you have a guaranteed contract somebody and then you want to cut somebody the year after and they still have like two years remaining does that still affect your cap Two years later, like you say, you say say you sign someone, it doesn't go well, you cut them, but they still have two years remaining on their contract, and it's completely guaranteed. Does that still that still affects your cap, right? Because that's why the yes. Pistons are still paying for like yes, Josh or right. Josh I, there may be ways to do buy, buyouts and stuff so it can help your cap, but you of course, just make it like okay. But they have luxury tax in the NBA, so there's difference though because you can go over cap. See, the NFL is a hard hmm. cap, which you can't go. I over. like the hard cap, but like I don't think like if I think if you cut a player. They just don't make them hurt your cap, and but they you still give them the money. Anything that's gonna take more money away from the fucking rich ass owners and give them more to the players, I'm down with. And of course, you know that's how my opinion on it. Right, and I, I mean, I think you know, as you said, there's players get screwed. They sign five years, five mm. or six year deals when everyone knows it's really only about a two year deal. Yeah, you know, because they know they're never gonna get that. When, does that run up after this year or after next year? Uh, it's after next year, I okay. believe. So Lions got two more years to win the Super Bowl before everything goes to shit. But I mean, when you look at it, though, I feel like the Kirk Cousins a little bit because he took all his was completely guaranteed. But then you would add in the Antonio well, Brown situation. It wasn't completely guaranteed. Well, the eighty-four was you, right, but he signed like more than that. Right, right, but eighty-four, which is a pretty high number, yeah. where you're getting to. These numbers, like Antonio Brown, where they go batshit crazy, and you've, in theory, guaranteed them all this money. That's, to me, where the owners are like, see, the NBA players don't do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like, well, they, you, you you're have... going to give them, if you're giving someone a $145 million deal, you never see them going crazy. Well, you should have clauses in, like, the contracts that do that. Like, that's why they don't have to pay Antonio Brown. Right, because... Like, he avoided all of his, because he did, he violated team rules. Be right, but I'm saying the NBA, you, there's not much you can really do to f up your contract. Yeah, I don't know how the NBA doesn't have. You know, you know why the NBA probably doesn't have as many divas because they're fucking not fucked in the brain from getting hit in the head since they were fucking four years old. I, I think it, part of it is that they're just like, yeah, we're not gonna mess up the money, and see, that's what it is. I mean, they're just like getting paid so well that you know they don't. 
they don't act out like that. I mean, and to me as an owner, you're like, oh, God, do I really want to sign this crazy wide receiver? I'm going to give them the money in the NFL, and mm. it seems like what's going to happen? You never know how these players turn out once they get money, I feel like, in the NFL. Yeah. A lot of them do. I, I mean, shouldn't generalize like that. But you know what I'm saying? Like the NBA, mm. I feel like if your guy averages 25 points a game, you can go to almost any team. He's going to average 25 points. You know, it feels like in the NFL, it's less, it's just like the skilled position players that are the most like obviously wide receivers are like the most divas of all of them yeah there's been a lot in the history cornerbacks corners have been too um and then you know in some degree i don't really know if running backs have been divas they've just been holding out for their money i wouldn't say i wouldn't call Le'Veon bell a diva i would say he was smart as fuck to not try to get hurt or not maybe not smart like yeah, I'm gonna take risk. Risk adverse. They're risk adverse. So, you know, I don't know if getting they're... caught and suspended all the time for pot would, you know, would I say you're smart? Yeah. But I mean, he was. I mean, it... it came out that Calvin Johnson said he smoked weed after every game. He just never got caught. Yeah, and I love to hear how that actually worked out. I because you know my boy Josh Gordon has been in trouble with the law <laughs> for about six years in a row for drinking and drugs. And yeah, how is Calvin supposedly after every game getting? Smoking weed and not getting caught. Yeah, especially because he's on the Lions. Like, and you would think they would fuck that team. Yeah, I just, I really don't. But, you know, here's your next conspiracy theory. Big-time player like Calvin, even if he fails the test, eh, it's only for pot. Let's not say anything. Right, but Josh I mean, Gordon, if, if they fail Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon. Like, he's, like, the biggest of bigs. Uh, I don't know. He was the best running back in the league uh, for until Elliott came out. Ooh, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Who do you think was better before I knew, Elliott? I know you were going to ask me that, which is why I'd ha- I need to go back and like look at Maybe when AP... Well, was- I would argue definitely yeah. AP was way better. AP but- was way better, um, but I think like at least towards the end, like uh, Bell was better. I mean, you know, Bell Bell's- had the receiving. See, that's what he kind of helped usher in. Mm-hmm. But like, in, I'm saying in terms of like even star power, like... Like, cause like the NFL doesn't care who's actually the best; they care about who has the most star power and who's going to give them the most money. True, but star power is also based on what franchise you're in. And the Steelers are one yeah. of the all-time great right. franchises, which helps. You know, I mean, whoever plays quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is going to be a star, right. even you know, just because who they are. That's why we hear about Dak so much. Right, you hear right, exactly, and that's why you know triple b's and everything you know it's because mm-hmm. it's the steelers you were know? the patriots always like a big time franchise before tom brady like were they i don't, I don't like obviously i wasn't fan. i don't know if you were because we were younger but no they so they created their own stardom by becoming great the greatest franchise in yeah i mean they, remember he brady took over for drew bledsoe correct yes and they were i think winning 11 games for a couple of years with him trying to get mm-hmm. over the hump but never did I know so they, they went to three Super Bowls, all played in Louisiana, and lost all three. Right. Before so they, I mean, they had like any other franchise ups and downs, but mm-hmm. the dynasty basically started with Belichick and then obviously Tom Brady. Them, but basically the greatest duo of all time and coaches and and stuff. it is insane. I don't see Brady stopping. I don't see them losing this year. I mean, I think they'll lose a game. I don't know. They're going to play the Chiefs, right? Yeah, they will because nope. they both finished first in their division. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. That'll be a fun game. That's going to be They don't it. face them in the regular season this year, I don't think. Yeah, they do. Oh, they do? Well, I mean, I know the schedule works. You're going to play everybody in your own conference who finish at the same place in your division, and the Chiefs and Patriots finished first, right? Yeah, obviously. Yes. yes. So they will play. So, like, the Lions are going to play every team in the NFC. Every team in the NFC that's not in the North that finished in last place, hence the Cardinals. So we'll play... 
Tampa right. and we'll play the Giants. Right, yep. And you would you finish in a third? Second. Second? Did you guys make the playoffs? Negative. We had to beat Chicago in Soldier Field on a game that didn't matter, and we lost to Chicago and oh. didn't make the playoffs. If you remember that debacle. So you'll play like the Falcons. Oh, you did play the Falcons. Yeah, we played the Falcons already. And um, uh, who finished in second overall in the West? In the NFC. Um, we faced the Cowboys. Cowboys? F- well, we p- we play the NFC East. Oh, this yeah, year. we play NFC East. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we who, play... plays in the, who plays in the See, We play Seahawks. Okay, because. You faced Arizona. Right, but didn't the Seahawks finish in first? Because 49 who, no. who am I forgetting? 49ers? Oh, the Rams. Rams, duh. duh. Yeah, so you play, the, <laughs> you play the Seahawks. The Rams, you know, they're in L.A. now. It's Everything's fucked up with me, with them. Yeah, there you go. How about them Rams looking not very good on offense right now? Well. Do you think Sean McVay's been figured out? Or, or not Sean McVay, but Jared Goff? Uh, I'm going to go with a solid no on that one. I mean, because honestly, I mean, I thought last week they looked pretty good. I mean, Cooper Cup got two touchdowns. They're, I mean, they're moving the ball. The one thing they're doing is not giving Todd Gurley the ball. Now, I don't know if that's because he's healthy or not healthy, you know, with that knee. I think it's because they realize that Jared Goff isn't that good, and if you can, can disguise your looks better, then he's not going to be able to make the adjustments if Sean McVay's not giving him 15 seconds before. Yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's some truth. There's a to reason. That. There's a reason the Lions held them to so little, and then the Patriots held them to three points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think some of that can be attributed to young coach, young quarterback, bright lights like the Super Bowl, and, and uh, not healthy Todd Gurley because we know he was not healthy for those final three games, and no Cooper Cup because he had his ACL tear. <laughs> I mean, football is like chess. You can, yeah, you, no, can, you can be figured out, and if. Things things are gonna change all the time. Like True. there's not just one system that's automatically going to work. Right. I guess that's they're, probably they're three and zero though. Right. Yeah. I, who have they faced? I guess I'm trying well, to. They think. still have Aaron Donald on the defensive end. They played the Browns, who were overrated. They've played. They played um, the Browns first. They just played the Browns. Or they yeah they just beat the Browns. That's right. Um and they barely they because of very terrible coaching they beat the Browns. I mean, yeah, the Browns shot themselves in the foot a little bit, you know, and it's a bold strategy to Ooh, run on fourth we're, and nine. We're about to move on, but uh, Michigan Wolverines football fucking sucks. How soon should I fire Harbaugh? Harbaugh? I would fire him immediately. I know they won't. Um, well, I guess if they lose one more game, I would fire him immediately. Well, they're they're going to lose a game. Beer number yeah. two, entertainment. Yeah, what a fucking disaster that has been for Michigan, especially if they're expecting fucking championships. How's it going over there with PJ Fleck? Uh, well, we're three and zero over there right I now. I really liked him, but we've only won Roll each boat, game baby. by three points. Okay, so we beat like you're also like Minnesota, which is not like a big big no, game school. No, no, we our first uh, Big Ten game is actually this weekend versus Purdue, so that will kind of be a big moment, whether or not we can win. Yeah, so uh, just to wrap up sports, Michigan lost to uh, Wisconsin by a lot. They got smoked. Um, Humiliated. Michigan State bounced back from their loss to Arizona State and smoked uh, Northwestern. Um, 
Yeah, that's about I all mean, for college I'd, sports. Y- I'd want to say. Yeah, I mean, I'd predict that Michigan loses probably about three three games. So yeah, they're going to really, maybe I, four. I mean, Michigan State, Michigan will be a toss up. If if Michigan loses to Rutgers, wouldn't that be hilarious? It would be hilarious, but there's no chance. I'd I want it to happen so bad. Ohio State's going to drop about sixty on them. Or what if they barely beat Rutgers? It's possible. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh needs to get out of there because he doesn't look like he wants to even coach anymore. No, I remember <laughs> when he was breaking clipboards on the sidelines and slapping coaches too hard in the NFL and shit, and now yeah, he he's basically... lost all his passion. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like, can I have another trip to Europe, please? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, on to entertainment, Joe, and we have an album to review. It's a great album, but yes. what album is it, Nick, for the viewers here? Um, my favorite album of the year so far... Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone, everybody. Let's give a round of applause. Nice job, Posty. We love you. Um, uh, yeah, um, so became a fan of Post Malone since I saw him in Bonnaroo. Didn't really know a single song by him before that, but I'm, I'm sure I've heard them, but like mm-hmm. saw him in Bonnaroo, and it was like spectacular. Then been listening to him ever since. Drops new album. Fucking I love it. I've been listening to it ever since, so... Going to the concert on Sunday, if you guys are going to be in uh, the LCA in Detroit, which I don't think any of you will be, but uh, I'll be there. Hit me up. Send me a message. There you go. That's awesome. Now, uh, was there a certain song at Bonnaroo that you can remember that you heard that like were like, oh, yeah, I got to check this guy out, or it was just the whole ambiance, atmosphere, and the vibe? Um, the song Candy Paint. I just really like that song. Okay. It's like, you know, that's like a more methodical, Nicole, slower so, song. Yeah. And, you know. That's kind of my my style. Your style. And, you know, the whole aspect of being in Bonnaroo, this was the one band that my friend that I was with wanted to see the most. And uh, before Post came on, there's, like, signs that said that there's going to be explosions and fire, and then there's just fire shooting up everywhere. Post just comes out slamming a beer. He's just like, Bonnaroo! <laughs> and, it was, and it was over from then. And we were close. Like, I'm, so I'm going to the concert on Sunday. If I were to want to be as close as I was at that concert mm-hmm. in Bonnaroo, which cost $350 to go to for the entire weekend, um, uh, and uh, not just weekend, five days, uh, it would cost me $1,000 to be that close. Yeah. Which so. is insane. Yeah, Bonnaroo yeah. is worth it, guys. I know I don't stop talking about it, but you all need to go. And how many listeners do you think will actually go, Nick, if you had to give a... <sighs> God, I mean, I've been talking it up, so hopefully a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Um, but yeah, this new album, Hollywood's Bleeding, got it's got a lot of cool features on it. It's got Halsey. It's got uh, <laughs> my favorite and most hilarious when I was listening to the album for the first time. Like, is this fucking Ozzy Osbourne? That's right, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> Dude, Ozzy is an post song. Come on, guys, get yeah, on yeah, board. Yeah, you got Travis Scott over uh, some Ozzy guitar riffs on there. Just <laughs> like, what's going on? Who else is on there? Because I'm not. You know me. I'm not that into the rap hip hop uh, scene. Well, obviously, Future's on there on okay. the on the Halsey song. Okay, they Die what? for Me. Yep, yep, yep. You got um, SZA, who you know is signed to Kendrick Lamar, the Top Dog Entertainment Group. She's the female um, singer on what song is it? What song does she do with them? Um, Staring at the sun. Okay. And then you have like that Meek Mill Little Baby song too, which, you know, not one of my favorites on the album, but they're what, on was it. that? It's called Little Baby? No, he's called Little Baby. Okay. What, on you the know road, what song it is? On the road. Okay. That wasn't one of my favorites. Do you there. have like uh, your favorites? Uh, I mean, yeah, I have a couple favorites. Honestly, the intro track, uh, not intro, but Hollywood's the, Bleeding. How, I love that song. Me too. It's in my top three. 
Um, I I'm a big, I love the I love the like the when it turns to the trap beat and oh, then like turns yeah. back to like I just keep on hoping that you call me. Yeah, and then you know I'm kind of a hip hop head, so I'm kind of biased a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like Die for Me. That's probably my favorite song on the album. Okay, Future, and I think Halsey actually has a great verse in that song. Yeah, I like Halsey's voice. And then I like I like the sound of her voice. Yeah, and then uh, Goodbyes with Young Thug, I kind of like. Yeah, so um, like the last half of the album, like or the last half of the last quarter. Yeah, those were all released earlier randomly. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like Wow was a promotional single, like what kind of way in advance. Mm-hmm. So and I don't. I, all right. So when we're talking about this album in terms of my favorite songs, we can cut. We we're going to talk about this, but we're not including those because I fucking love Wow and I love Goodbyes. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, go on. So, Explain to me what those are. I don't. I don't understand why they were so far in advance. Okay, so basically. And especially in hip hop, but I assume in all music, but definitely hip hop, you release singles basically throughout the year to keep your name out uh-huh. out there and get on the radio. And Post is big enough that basically anything he releases, like a single, is going to get airways on some yeah, radio yeah. station. Now, a lot of the time, those end up don't making the cut, you know, album cuts. Uh-huh. You know, they're just singles that you would find on a streaming service. Right. But these ones did, which were sort of surprising. But with, you know, how they decide what platinum records are streaming matters so oh. all the streams that are before the album comes out when it's on the album they're going to count towards they're going to count so when he has goodbyes and wow those already on there and then people play him even more yeah so, i mean that's how you get the stuff to go platinum and stuff so fast oh smart yeah um, uh, fucking goodbyes first lyrics in the song me and kurt feel the same i live with a guy named kurt <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, gotta love that one yeah wow like you tired of money? Do, 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 do. Yeah, I mean, G wagon, G wagon, G wagon. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so and then obviously there's some really just interesting songs. You know, a thousand mm. bad times. That's you know, my and, top three. And I know you like we talked about the golf trip, allergic or whatever. Yeah, those are my top three. And I mean, just like he go, he can go so smooth from like a hip hop trap beat to then like almost you know indie rock influences. Yeah. You know, like to me, circles is really like indie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't listen to I don't listen to indie music much, but you know, I could honestly see Post and some of that stuff. Oh, know? dude, I can't fucking wait for this concert. It's, yeah, I like so. I, now that I know like pretty much every single Post song, and I'm, I probably will know every one that he plays there. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you can basically imagine he'll do most of the album. I mean, the whole you know he'll do I, yeah he'll do like the the ones he likes from the album, and then he's you know he's gonna do his hits. Oh like, yeah, of course. He'll do better now and uh, rock star, rock star. Yeah. I fall apart. I love that song. Um, do you know dude, that song? Yeah, dude. There's a song that I've been jamming on recently by his. It's older. I'm uh, feeling Whitney. Have you heard yeah. that one? That okay. one's like that's not even rap at all. That's just no. a fucking like sad, right? Alcoholics version of a Bob Dylan song. Yeah, he. I mean, he has all <laughs> sorts of like, and he draws inspiration from just everywhere. You know. Mm. I mean, and to think his first hit was White Iverson. Have you heard? You've heard that. Song. I've heard it. Um, uh, what? How does it go? A little bit. Oh God. I, ballin, I, ballin, you know, saucin, saucin. I want like White Iverson. What's that chorus in it? There's something in it that he says that I know that's catchy, but we have to. I have we to don't. Look we, we don't have to put you on the spot, right? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Uh, I never thought I would like this guy so much, but it's because it goes against everything that I've listened to prior to this, right? So this is um uh, the intro to me diving into hip hop. You know what song I've been uh, jamming on in hip hop or hip hop or rap? Um, are you into um, a Chance the Rapper? No, but I know what song you're going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, I told you. I the, told golf the golf trip. trip. Yeah. The golf trip, but let everyone know. Hot shower, baby. Come on. That and song who is introduced great. you to that song? Mike Wells. There we go. 
hot damn hot water hot shower. Like I just I don't know. I just like it. I, <laughs> I feel like that new album was completely trash. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Was was that on the new album? Yeah. You don't like that song? Uh, no, that song's actually the, probably the best song off the album, and okay. I'm not even a fan of that song. Never heard any of uh, other. Things, actually, but. his album, you know, Chance has been kind of nothing but success for what he's been doing. Yeah. But this new album is basically, honestly, like basically a love album to his wife. Oh, really? I, which you would not get from, from that Hot Shower, <laughs> right? Which is why it's so weird. But um, most of the album is literally about how much he loves his wife, his family, and that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which of course, well, be maybe a real personal album. It doesn't relate to the hip hop fan base really well, okay. and which is why it hasn't sold well, and you don't hear it anywhere on the radio. Yeah, but you know, as an artist, if you like what you do, you know, and you that's the music you want to release. Especially you're already like credited, like yeah, you, know, you can afford an album right. that doesn't sell as much if it means right. a lot to you. Right. So I just personally haven't found it too appetizing. Um. Uh, so speaking to rap, just to give some own self promotion out here, not not myself, but my brother. Um, my brother Mitchell, Mitch Dubs, as he goes by, has released his first uh, first album, um, "Life's a Mitch." Have you have you listened to it? I've listened to the whole thing on the golf trip. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, what do you think? I actually like it. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I didn't know. I just had never heard your brother rap honestly before yeah. that. Like I listened when the food came out. Mm-hmm. That was the first song, and I actually saw it off your Facebook or whatever. I was like, well. I'm driving in the car. I got to turn this on and yeah. see what's going on. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, it's kind so. of it's impressive for some white kid from Livonia Franklin that's just making music, you know. Like, right. It, it's, it sounds, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I like it a lot, obviously, but I am super biased. But I think it sounds really good for, um, uh, that my brother made. I'm just like in awe, awestruck by it. Right, right. Well, and I think, you know, shout out to his producer, too, who is also a friend of yours. Yep, shout out to Keithy D. And I mean, I think that that's kind of cool, like some local Livonia boys together making some music, you know? Yeah, Keith's apparently like, if you know who Michael Christmas is? Have I told, I think I've talked about this with, with uh, you. I don't know. But he's a verified uh, Twitter personality okay. slash rapper. Mm. Um, like, he, you can play his songs on uh, Spotify Echoes too. Um, but he's like, I think he's making music for him now. Mitchell emailed him one of his songs and mm-hmm. he said, this is dope. <laughs> I'll I'll jump on this track for six hundred dollars, <laughs> which is hilarious. That's awesome! <laughs> and so we didn't start like a GoFundMe for this. I told Mitchell like, dude, you should do this, and I will like cover you half. But I don't think he was that into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be kind of cool though. <laughs> We're gonna try to make a music video for food soon. I'm coming up with ideas right now. Well, if anyone can make a good music video, I feel like you should be involved. You, <laughs> I have with made the movie before, so have you? What was it? Just like curiosity. Um, for uh, our friend Mikey, you know who he is. Probably not. Um, I used to work at Benny's. He's like short. He's Mexican. Um, he like lives in Florida now, and he's like a he like produces rap stuff now. Oh well, good for him. But yeah, you got to see that video because like uh, Jenna's in it, and so, and so is um. Uh, is this on YouTube? Yeah, just oh, it's called man. Mind Games. <laughs> just I'll show you it. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So uh, shout out to uh, shout out to my baby brother. And it's, <laughs> and it's uh, on all streaming services. It's so on check everywhere. Check it out. Your your echoes can play it. So ask them. Mitch Dubs. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, Don't pass up the opportunity. Yep. Um, another album that just got released. I know you're not that into the Lumineers, but Lumineers just came out their third album. It's pretty highly anticipated because it's the Lumineers. And um, uh, 
I think it's really good. Um, What's it? And it's called Three, you said. Kind of a boring name, though. You know, I'm getting sick of these fucking artists naming their albums shitty things. Like I was saying to you earlier, the Black Keys new album, like Black Keys used to be one of my favorite bands, and they called this album Let's Rock, and the whole thing fucking sucks. Like, yeah, I. Get out of town. This is clearly sold out. This album is not sold out. This is straight up Lumineers. The Lumineers might have been sold out from when they started because their music is straight up just songs with a girl's name in front and guitar and folky lyrics with stomping on the feet instead of drums, which is their style. So I can't hate on them for that so much, but I don't know. They don't, they don't really transform at all, which I really look for in bands. So, so you're saying even on the, have you listened to the whole new album, just out of curiosity then? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So they haven't like branched out into any real experimental changes is what you're trying to say. Not remotely. Like, Oh, not even at all. Their first song sounds like a little, it sounds their first song it's like a piano track but it sounds like to me it sounds like the new arctic monkeys album mm-hmm. by new i mean like their latest um a little bit but when you start singing it sounds like the lumineers you know right yeah i mean because in some ways like that's what you know people don't like in like hip-hop you know or whatever if they person kind of sells out and goes much more mainstream or whatever but mm. experimental i mean artists have to grow you can't produce yeah. the same music year after year you would figure but and that's what I like. That's one of the reasons why Brand New is my favorite band is because every single album is like so much different than the last. Like it's not like th- there are songs where you wouldn't even think they're the same band, right? Because yeah, um, okay. especially if you replace the singer for each album, like you would not think they're the same band at all, right? Um, but you know, Modest Mouse, like you can tell, like Modest Mouse changes and uh, grows, um, but not as much as Brand New did. Um, or does or well no did because they're they're dead <laughs> well not really dead but they got me too hit <laughs> <So. laughs> it yep it's uh 2019 everybody <laughs> but yeah so there's some good music going on right now everybody um i don't know is there any other big things coming out this year um well uh taylor, just gonna taylor ask swift you. was uh just getting pissed at uh who are they getting she was getting mad at somebody because somebody was doing better than her and it wasn't the lumineers and i don't think it was Post Malone. Well, I guess I didn't hear this. I guess I was going to ask two things. Real quickly on the Lumineers, is okay. there a certain song that you would recommend to people that's from the new album to listen to? So um, uh, Gloria is their one on the radio. Okay. There's another one on the radio now, but I haven't heard it. I think it might be called Donna. Okay. Because, of course, it's the Lumineers. All their songs are titled by a girl's name. Like, you can think Gloria, Donna. Um, uh, other ones, you know, Cleopatra, Cleopatra yeah, Angela. Interesting. <laughs> it, um, it's just like, come on. <laughs> in theory, this Friday, it's not going to happen. You heard it here first because I don't believe it will. But Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King, is going to come out. You know, his religious hip hop album. Oh my god! <laughs> and I do not believe it will actually drop, though. Kim Kardashian keeps saying on Twitter, posting things that it's going to. Well, then it's got to, right? No, Kanye is famous for. Not actually putting out the but not album. telling his wife what's happening. <laughs> you know, public. They're all about publicity. You know how they how that family operates, the Kardashian clan. Yeah. So keep, I would not be any shocked. news is good news, right? But you know, his supposedly that his other album that Yandi or however you say that was going to come out, and it's been a year. So okay, as soon as it gets real close, Kanye is going to be like, oh yeah, hell no, don't put that out. <laughs> yeah, it's like how Modest Mouse. They've been like their last album came out. Um, Strangers to Ourselves came out and like. 2014 or 2015 
and they've been saying that they are going to release a new album as soon as they possibly can after that because they already have it written. It's 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 been five years. Yeah, five they, or six. Years. Yeah, that they tossed that in the trash, you know, <laughs> years ago. Exactly. But they it's have just, the Monocle has been weird because they've been released. They've released like three songs in mm-hmm. like this this year, but, and they're going on tour, but they have not released an album. And I'm, I, I need more. I need more from that band. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they just, you know, unfortunately, you you figure they got songs in the vault, but they're like, they, they're not ready. They're like, yeah. you know, it's not what we want. I mean, it took brand new, like, it took brand new nine years to release an album from their, their the one Wait, the one you prior. waited nine years? I waited nine years. Oh, my. See, that's, that's the difference in hip-hop. I mean, you can almost, I mean, I not try to, like, bash their creativity, but. Right. But hip-hop it, stays relatively the same. Yeah, and I mean, a year two years max i mean certain artists go longer but for the most part right yeah I right mean, that's just nine years oh my goodness yeah um i think it was supposed to be seven years because at one one of their tracks they like have like this thing and then like because in like their album they released nine years ago mm-hmm. or whatever it was uh in relation to the album like they have to start off with like this like old radio recording says like and we sing this morning that wonderful and grand old tune Number ninety nine, or I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I never get tired of it. Number ninety nine, just as I am. But then in this newest one, they say, and we sing this morning that wonderful and grand old tune. Number, and then they go seven years, seven years, and they just do that for a long time. Like, brand new is so experimental with their shit. I just love it. It's creepy yeah. as fuck. It's a good, good album to get stoned to and listen to the whole thing the whole way through. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> stoned and vibe out. Yep. Um, um. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so that's uh, that's more about music than we've talked to on the entertainment section in a long time. What are you into, uh, movie wise or um, uh, TV wise these days? Well, I guess one thing is movies coming up. I mean, there's basically two movies I'm probably gonna go see in theaters. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just start right now. All right, Ad Astra. Yeah, well, that was one of them. So we'll start right there then, I guess. Okay. What do you think about it? I mean, I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest space guy. Hmm. But The Martian, which has you probably have seen that yep. Matt Damon in it, yep. I thought that movie was absolutely amazing. Thought it was really good. Yeah, Interstellar, and I, and and I, and I fucking hate Matt Damon for oh, no reason. You? Oh, okay. Now, I, I guess I shouldn't say I hate him. I just don't like him. Yeah, Interstellar was another one. I didn't. I liked it. My grandpa, I went and saw it with him. Mm-hmm. He hated it. Too confusing. Too out there. I loved Interstellar. It's, the end was a little wonky, but yeah. then. After thinking about it for a couple of years, I actually really like the ending. So it's just like to me, it's just like, well, this how is this one gonna go? You know, is it gonna be great? Because Brad Pitt and uh, who's the other main actor? Um, uh, Ruth Nega. No, but yes. Um, who plays his father? Is it Tommy Lee Jones? Why can't I think of? Oh yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I from mean, Men in Black. Yeah, right? who's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ruth Nega. The reason I bring her up is because right. she's in Preacher. Yeah, it's a show I watch, and I really like her in that. Okay, and uh, so I think it's going to be great. It looks mm-hmm. great. So hopefully, going to see that, and it's not going to disappoint. Because you know, even though we may not be going into space much anymore, the movies are seem to be all about it. Well, we're coming up on politics. So we might have to soon. But anyways, <laughs> Joker. What about Joker oh, movie? Oh, dude, I'm so pumped for that. But hold on, let me talk about Ad Astra for a second. All right. Um, uh, so I've yeah, I've heard it's got really good reviews. Mm-hmm. But one of the podcasts I listen to that I trust the most, the one of the hosts from it, his mother is a movie critic like by profession, uh, and she fell asleep at the movie, and did not have good things to say about it. Uh oh. So, but I mean, Brad Pitt is 
legitimate, legitimately my favorite actor. Okay. Um, I love Spaceship. I love Ruth Naga. So I think I will love this movie. And I'm pretty excited to see it. I'm probably going to see it. I'm going to see it within a week from today, hopefully. Right. Um, uh, so Joker. Can't wait to fucking see that movie. Okay. I <laughs> love Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin's great, isn't he? Yeah. And it's like I have hated all of DC superhero movies. The thing is, this isn't a superhero movie. This is a character study. Okay. I guess, did you hate the Christian Bale Batman movies? No, I loved them. Okay, well, so except I hated the Dark Knight Rises. I hated how it ended. I loved, I loved um, uh, the Dark Knight. Okay, I thought Batman Begins was pretty good. Yeah, but the Dark Knight Rises just. And so you didn't like the movie in general, or just the ending killed everything for you? Basically, I just didn't like the movie in general. Oh, okay. I, I mean, to me, Dark Knight is the best one, but I do like Dark. The Dark Knight, Knight Rises. is the best one. The Dark Knight Rises is underrated in some ways. I feel like I don't know. I've, I honestly have only seen it once, and I oh. saw it in theaters because yeah. I didn't like it that much. Well, you need to rewatch it. Give it another shot. But like you know, chance. once like they show fucking Heinz Ward on a football field exploding, and then I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I don't know why. I, I don't know, Nick. Like in certain ways, I feel like the idea of you know. The lower class rising up and the rich, you know, getting what they deserve. In some ways, I feel like if you watch that movie now, it may, you know, you may think different about it. Maybe, but I don't know. I think bad is bad. <laughs> yeah. I, th- well, I, I think I have a pretty decent judge of character in movies. Yeah. But I could be wrong. All right. I don't well, know. We'll switch back to then the future movie here, The Joker. Yeah. You have high hopes. The thing that scares me a little bit about the movie, mm. I think... Phoenix will just die. I think the role will be amazing. You know, I think he'll be amazing yeah. at the role. My fear is, is it going to have a real purpose? Like when you watch the previews, like what do you really get out of the, the story? Like what's going to be the moral uprising? Not, well, or not like, even the moral uprising. Like what is actually going on? Mm. I mean, I think it, it's it appears be... he's some sort of comedian who then somehow gets popular and some revolt happens, but it's like, Mm-mm. They don't give you much, you know, really to go with as far as like what to expect. What I'm expecting is it's going to be a slow descent into madness. Okay. And that's what it's going to be about somebody going crazy. And, you know, I think that, you know, because uh, they already have casted the next Batman. Yeah. Oh, I think God. that I think that, that person will appear just at the very end as like a cameo. I mean, that's not really anything to do with story, so I don't know what I'm talking about that. But I think it's going to be just uh this character the joke or joker or the joker um uh slowly turn like basically an origin story that we right. have never seen right because like a different take on it you know it's like it's i think it's based off of one of the rare joker comic books mm-hmm. like it's not this is not every joker's origin story right. and um uh it's just gonna i don't know i just i just based on the trailers and the reviews that i've heard so far yeah. i just think it's going to be i think it's gonna be amazing something super i think I've, honestly i think half the people who are gonna watch it are gonna hate it because it's gonna be boring it's not gonna be super actiony but it's going to right, be because his descent into the darkness and how he becomes like kind of popular and the cult hero type mm, thing right yeah i mean obviously the Joker never really had any superpowers per se, anyway, so they don't have to worry about those sort of things. He just knows how to inspire, inspire, right. inspire insanity. Right, exactly. Which I just is cool as fuck. But I just, as I said through the previews, I'm just like, 
Is it going to go political? You can't tell. I'm just trying to figure out what. Oh, what's I'm the, sure it will. Uh, right. I'm just like, what is the Every movie angle? Does these what, days. what angle are, is this going to go? You know, I'm just on the edge of my seat here, trying to see what is. How is it really going to go? Yeah. Um. Uh, but I will definitely be seeing that movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Uh, so the the new Batman, um, Robert Pattinson. You don't like it, huh? You know, I'm going to give him his, his fair shot at the role. So, I mean, I'm I really like Christian Bale. Yeah, I mean, Christian Bale's hard to beat. Ben Affleck was a debacle. Yes. I think we can all agree with that. Ben Affleck's a hated actor. I don't know why you make an actor that like a lot of people make fun of and hate. Fucking one of the most prominent roles in the mm-hmm. last 10 years. I actually, I, I could be on the, I guess the f- people will disagree with me, but I thought in Batman vs. Superman, he did a good job as Bruce Wayne. He did horrible as Batman. But I thought as a Bruce Wayne I, character, I, I guess I guess maybe as kind of a like his attitude and how he did, I thought mm. just that role he was like okay, Batman was an absolute nightmare. But in that he did all right. I don't hate him as much as everyone else though. Yeah, I just I don't know that whole movie. It wasn't even it, it, he was the least problem with that movie. Actually, and I and I hated him as Batman. Yeah, but he was the least problem with that movie. <laughs> I would agree. Um the Wonder Woman was great. I really liked Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was but really good. DC, honestly, if they have the best character, it's to me, it's Wonder Woman. Yes, I agree. I mean, just get a different fuck. Like, like they are, they did get a different Batman. And I think here, all right. So here's my reason why I really love Robert Pattinson. I love him as this cast. Give me some reasons. Help okay. me out. Inspire me. <laughs> um, first of all, mm-hmm. um, so you you ever seen the movie Birdman? Uh, no. Okay, so it stars Michael Keaton, the original yes. Batman. Yep. Um, uh, and it's like about this guy that used to be a superhero, mm-hmm. like in movies, and like right. he can't really get over his role, so he's like going through, like you know the basis premise of yes, the movie. Yes, I know the basis premise. <laughs> you, then you see uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. So, <laughs> I love this casting of the bad guy in that is a bird, a, a guy that's like in a bird thing, mm-hmm. and it is fucking Michael Keaton plays him. Oh yeah. I think that that's like really good casting because he did so because Birdman like won war, won awards or was at right. least close to winning awards. I I think it won. I'm not positive, but um, and then they put him in that because it, he worked in that. So and then he worked in Spider-Man: Homecoming. He was great in it. Mm-hmm. Batman. What 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 is um uh, <laughs> what is Robert Pattinson most famous for? Twilight, where he is a. Vampire. Yes. A bat. Is that how you're going to relate it? Yes. Oh, He is a character that is associated with bats playing a character that is associated with bats. (sighs) I like it. I know it's like, I know it's a stretch because they're so different, but he understands, like, because vampires are based off bats in a way, and Batman is based off bats in a way. So I think that Robert Pattinson is going to be able to understand this and how to portray this role. Yeah, I mean, I, and that might be a stretch. It's definitely a stretch. Yeah, but I li- I actually like him as an actor. Um, I liked him as Cedric Diggory in uh, the Harry Potter series. Um, uh, and do you, I don't know if you're ever into that. No, <laughs> no. Um, uh, Pass on that one. Um, but uh, you know, and I and I watched all but one of the Twilight movies, and I've seen zero. He, he is he is my the my least problem with those movies. Like I think he's a good actor. Okay, well then, and he looks like he could be a rich fucking billionaire, and he looks like he can play yeah, it I'm, off like he doesn't give a shit, and he looks like yeah. I, don't know, I guess we'll see how he. I mean, if he was he was bad in the 
or like he was like uh, angry in the Twilight movies, and I think he did that okay. Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't. You know, the real thing with Batman is like, what are they going to do with his voice? Like, because you can't really just copy how Christian Bale did it, and you can't copy how fucking Ben Affleck did yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, that is a tough <laughs> They should make him, like, sound like fucking Pennywise. Right. Yeah, oh my. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I, I saw It too. Did you? Have you, are you no, in, I have not seen It too. I've seen the first It. Okay. Um, A lot of people hated It too. I liked it a lot better than the first one. More than the first one. Yeah. Okay. I and a lot of it just has to do with Bill Hader. I just love that guy. Okay. Well, I have to see that. Did you see the rumor that Jonah Hill's gonna be in the the new Batman? <laughs> What's he gonna play? That's the rumor. They oh my god, know. is he gonna be the Penguin? That's what everyone says. But then there was a rumor he's gonna be the Riddler. So I have no idea. Oh, it's unreleased. Too. It's unreleased on what he's. But the rumor <laughs> has it. I saw on Twitter yesterday. That he's playing a role in the movie, and who knows what it will be. I always have this joke where I'm like, yeah, Seth Rogen's the new Batman. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I, well, Jonah Hill supposedly can't think, somehow, of a, can't think of a worse actor than Seth Rogen can, to play the new Batman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just hope the new Batman... Batman's just iconic. You just need, you need good Batman movies. I don't know. It's just something I've been, I'm used yeah, to. We've been missing out. But, I mean, you know, and... Oops. See ya. Fear number three. How? The president grabbed me. Oh my god. The president didn't grab us, but he did grab the leader of Ukraine and uh, straight up refused to give him relief in ter- in trade for um, evidence against his political enemy. Oh, god. do you disagree? Uh, I'm going to wait and see what the real facts say. Well, what about uh, the fact that he said that he did that? Well, did you see how he kind of twisted the table back on Biden? Claims that the Democrats with, were going to withhold money if they didn't put his son on the board? Uh, no, I didn't, actually. Yeah. So, the, I mean, honestly, it's a big rumor swirl. It's a great thing. For, it's a, for my political beliefs, it's really great because it fucks Trump and it fucks Biden. And I don't want either of those fuckers running our country. Right, I, right, I, exactly. I, I, I think Trump will weather the storm yet again. We'll, we'll see. The president, the Ukraine guy, already backed him up. I don't, you, I, did you see that? No, so I didn't. The, so you was the foreign minister released a statement that he was not pressured or anything. But shocker, mm. if he was, do you really think that he would be like, oh yeah, Trump threatened me? Right. I mean, you know, so it's kind of like you know, it's, you take it with a grain of salt. Even as a Republican, you're like. Well, no shit, Sherlock. You really wouldn't be that dumb and be yeah. like, you know. So you know the whole this whole political atmosphere for the last four years has been so diabolically uh, divisive. Like I, I would go back longer than that, but it's really Trump. It did not help. The Republicans towards the end of Obama's last term didn't help. Yeah, if they would have at least let obama i think on the supreme court try to get a person through even though so sad even though he probably wouldn't have gotten through mm. because the republicans controlled enough that they right. probably could have stopped it like at least have a vote to make it, it like make prob- it like fucking fake at least it probably would have helped smooth some of the stuff over mm-hmm. but then the republicans won and ever since i mean let alone the the never trumpers in the republican party to then just Everything that's gone on the last four years. I mean, politics are we're at a worse state than ever. Yeah, I mean, you're you're either on yes, I'm fine with Trump, or 
no fuck we gotta like this is the worst thing yeah. in the world or, and there is like no hashtag impeach that motherfucker right already. and there is no middle ground and that's the real problem for for average people is the no middle ground that, anyone you know, that congress can't do anything the only middle ground is people that don't know what's going on right which of course those people usually don't turn out to the polls so mm-hmm. in theory it doesn't affect them or well, affects them but they don't care so let's uh Let's run through the big stories. So um, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that one. Um, let's talk about um, climate change, girl. What the fuck's her name? Oh God, I know you're gonna ask me that. Cat uh, is it? Cat Catherine, right? I don't know, but she's from Sweden. She made a big uh, fuss on the uh, was it UN national stage? Yes, and she had been doing some s- other stuff. She did so good on that. Like, like she riled up even the United States. Like people were talking about her because of how empowering her speech was and how a- a- angry her speech was yeah i, I you know I'm, it, all right so uh if you guys didn't hear earlier joe uh it's classic it's, it's classic greta, republican greta greta is her name by the way not Catherine. Me, classic liberal joe um yeah um race republican uh yeah yes well yes Yes. I raised nothing turned turned democratic turned I, liberal. Mom, mom would tell you undecided. Mm-hmm. We'll vote. We'll vote liberal, but leans Republican. Okay. Dad, who I'm also raised by, true blood American Republican straight <laughs> ticket until the world ends. You know what the liberals need to do is they need to start liber- are labeling themselves as Americans, like true American liberals. Yeah, you know, see, that kind of goes against some of your policies, though. What? I mean, well, open borders and stuff like that. You know, you don't... don't I don't think any of us root for open borders. You don't? You don't think so? No, I've told you. I'm not an insane person. How, how, are we, how, do I, how am I going to offer free health care to everybody and have open borders? That's insane. I, I feel like that's a major platform of the Democratic Party. I don't think so. I think like um, I think immigrants do make our country better and make it they more do. diverse. Yes, but I think you you should um uh, not just like let everyone just come here. Right, exactly. But I, I also don't think imprisoning a bunch of people in fucking concentration camps at the border is the answer. I think that like it's just a. I think that's just like a slur, or like not a slur, but like a propaganda from the other side. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know, but like I think it should be a little easier to get into our country because mm-hmm. there are a lot more good people than there are bad people. But you should still just it's just like almost exactly the same as the gun policy. I want to go out there, like just check it out a little bit more and check it out a little bit quicker. And I know the question comes back to where does that money come from? <laughs> fucking the fucking rich ass billionaires. See, I just I guess I. I don't know, Nick. That's like the tough, tough politic questions of the day is gun control is one that just, I mean, I think about that not all the time, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And it's so hard to even comprehend. I mean, because who who are we giving the power to to check slash trust, you know? Yeah. I, know, I mean, like- if you, in theory, if you wanted to go buy a shotgun right now, what would you really have to pass? And in theory, why should you fail? You know, I mean, unless you have right. stuff on your record that you've been arrested for, it's really hard to tell somebody no. Right. Like, um, uh, 
I don't know. There, I've heard some interesting ideas. Like, what if you get, what if you were required to have four people that are legally obligated if you do a mass shooting or something to sign for you to get a gun? And so, what would their penalties be if you uh, did that? Five years in jail. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that. Getting that passed. I mean, I know it won't get passed because the NRA runs a lot of uh, our country. Um, but like, I mean, like honestly, like if you want, you wanted a gun, right? Like, let's say you want a gun. Sure. You could get five people, or you can get four people to sign for you. Okay. Right. So, do you know anyone? in your life that couldn't get four people to sign for you i don't know so when's if i just pay enough people to do it like to give you a thousand dollars well like if you have that much money for them to sacrifice five years in jail yeah sure why but not? like if you're like so, if you're like but, let's but, say but we're about imprisoning less people correct so you really want hmm. people to sit in jail well we're gonna for, need to pay this prison system some way i just you if, know if, if after we decriminalize marijuana and all drugs for that matter I know we're totally on boards, are off boards, are off bases with uh, different things. In some ways, if you want to legalize all drugs, you could honestly talk people like me into that. But I mean, then, I'm, but I, then I would prefer that you do not give tax money out to needle syringes. Oh, I'll be okay with that. See, because that's the thing. I, you know, I understand. You know, just not spread. Are you, you talking know, about like I'm? Uh, what do they call them? Where like they give safe, out clean safe, needles. Safe yeah. shoot. Yeah, so yeah. Safe, safe places. Look, it's the risk. If you want to legalize all mm. drugs and people want to do heroin, that's great. Okay, we can tax it or you don't not even sell it. If you can find it, use it. But then it's not my problem if you show up and you're ODing at the hospital either. Well, well don't you think it's like um, uh, beneficial towards society to give clean needles out to people rather than to have people like do the drugs and... Uh, you know, no one like they, they could be casual drug users. You know that use needles, and uh, go out and spread like HIV and other kinds of drugs mm-hmm. from that. Right, but that's kind of. I, just, I I think I my opinion on things is mostly like what is going to benefit society the most, rather than what's right. morally right or wrong. Right. So that's would be my question. So you think it's better for society if, if all has... drugs are legal? Yes. See, that's where we disagree. I do not think in any stretch of the imagination it is better if all drugs are legal. I, think, I just think it will eliminate the drug, certain people making a lot of money off drugs, the cartels and everything else, mm. in which people will still use drugs. And so, boom. But I don't think then we should waste our resources then helping said people. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not, this is not one of the things I'm going to like live or die on. Right, but, right. But I think like, I think at least the mass incrimination of these, like, Maybe, like, you know, I could find a way to get with, like, no drugs are, f- like, findable. I don't know. Like, because, like, then I think of, like, fucking Big Pharma, Big Pharma doing all these opiate shit. Oh, yeah. Like, which, you know, fucked me up personally after I got in my accident. Like, you know, like, fucking I just was medically addicted to opiates. And thankfully, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go out and, like, search them myself. But, you know... <laughs> I mean, if you have access to them and you, yeah. you, you're just like anything else, I mean, you become dependent addiction, on it. Like, have you addiction ever been addicted to real. anything? Have I? Yeah. No. I mean, I, I like it's to... It's fucking wild, I, I'd man. like to say, I mean, I don't smoke weed, don't do cigarettes. 
I drink well, casually. Well, weed is not addictive. Cigarettes definitely are. But. but, you know, I'm just saying in general, though. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of things you would say you're ad- addicted to, you know. Like, mm. no. So what drugs... Well, let, let's say, like, we're doing it, like, uh, giving, giving a let go. Like, what drugs are you okay... Would you be okay with being legal? Like, obviously, I think you're okay with weed being legal. Absolutely. What about mushrooms? They're not addicting. They've been proven to help psychologically. And they don't really... I mean, I'd like to see some more uh, tests and studies, <laughs> but as of right now, sure. Okay. Um, then uh, the only like, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you the ones that I think uh, definitely should be. So those two mm-hmm. and and acid. Okay, and and so what are our societal benefits of acid being legal? Um, uh, just out of curiosity, acid like just. I mean, I, I've only done it once, and I've mm-hmm. only done half a tab. Okay. So I didn't really experience that much. But from that slight experience, um, uh, it kind of changes how you think, and it makes you, um, uh, and it makes you realize things that you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, like drug. All right, so let's say drugs like cocaine, crack. Um, heroin mm-hmm. and uh, anything else like along those lines, like I can get those being illegal because cocaine. So basically, the only ones you really, when you say you want to legalize drugs, is really anything that's psychedelics. Not, anything that's not addictive. So psychedelics basically are just all good. That's what I, peyote I, I, and anything kind of wrong. Anything. Those lines. I I think it's anything that's non-addictive. Because okay. weed, um, is especially look, weed's like mentally addictive. But it's not physically addictive. Like it's not like if you if you stop smoking weed, it's not going to like weed, make you puke and stuff. Weed is basically legal now, anyway. Right. I mean, it's it's a facade. But so mushrooms, you don't ever you don't ever crave mushrooms. Um, acid, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can't do a lot of acid. If you do a lot of acid, you just you just you just won't. You're just not going to. Um, uh, but like drugs like cocaine and heroin, I can oh, okay, I can get on board with those. Like they should be illegal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, because no one should ever do them. Um, if 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 they can't handle it, you know. Um, uh, but I don't know if it's beneficial to make them as hard of crime. Like yeah, selling see, selling I, them, it should. I, I don't I, see. Here's the problem I get into. Then basically, what you've wanted to legalize really doesn't eliminate the cartels or drug dealers and stuff in general. Right. So I'm not. I mean, that's not what I'm even like focusing. On. I'm focusing on the lives of people that do, that right, do use this. right, right. But as you said, I mean, most people who use acid and mushrooms are not using them on a regular, regular day basis. No, yeah, but so weed re- they are. I know right. they use this. It's basically legal. right. I'm, I'm fine with legalizing weed mm. throughout all fifty states if you want to. That'd be great. Um, be weird. It'd be fun. I mean, I think it'd be weird. <laughs> I mean, you've never I, smoked, I, have you? Um, I have smoked. In the college days, yeah, did you but, like it? Uh, it was all right, not particularly, but you know, yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of anti-smoking everything. So, got you. Other than like a random cigar here or there, mm. but I'm just anti-smoking in we'll general. Let's get you to eat it one day. Yeah, you know, you're smoking for the health benefits or no, not benefits, just, but right. Just I don't know, just negatives. Yeah, negatives. I just I don't know. Just I'm just kind of an anti-smoking person to be honest. Yeah, um, it's like. Anywhere else, I mean, I still remember to this day as a kid, like, always going in, and I, we'd sit at restaurants, you'd have to be, like, smoking or non-smoking. 
And then my grandpa would always be like, first available. And I'd be like, fuck, I <laughs> don't want to smell Dude, that shit. Honestly, I couldn't imagine that because I don't remember that that well. You don't? Oh, I remember it all the time. Grandpa, first available. God damn it. Here we go. Sitting with the fucking smoke <laughs> everywhere. I'm trying to eat my cheeseburger. And i just like, God, it stinks over here. Isn't that wild that that used to happen? I mean, it is. I mean, and you think, you know, now how that would be frowned upon. Mm. You know, now you only casinos can you really smoke in. Anyway. And now I go on a fucking dating app. No one is smoking and people are afraid of it. And I still like, I still smoke and I need to stop. But Right. But I mean, heck, you, college campuses are banning cigarettes and shit. Yeah. It's, you know, honestly. And smokers do have rights for the record. Yeah. Well, smokers rights. And I, you know, I'm even I will get behind that because I'm all in favor of people's rights. I'm more in favor of banning like smoking nicotine than I am for banning smoking weed or yeah. doing mushrooms or acid. Right. Like it's it's like addiction is something you can't control. Right. Like, well, maybe you know, I don't know, maybe I'm contradicting myself because if you can't control addiction. Right. Like uh, maybe you should maybe you should just like make the penalties less for the people that are using them and more for the people that are selling them. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, you just I don't know. I don't think we know the best solution to ending the drug crisis, which is the real problem. I mean, in theory, if we could and you know, which they supposedly do in these safe spaces, you know, allow them to use the drugs and then try to offer rehab or have counselors or mm-hmm. psychologists talk to these people. You, I mean, you want to believe there's success happening there. Yeah. I always take the Republican with a grain of salt approach instead of believing in people and that, you know, in theory, even if a hundred people go in there a month, let's just say, and two out of a hundred make it to rehab, I mean that's in if they're successful, I mean right. in theory you're making a difference. It's just to me it's like, uh, is that really worth government time and money, you know, I don't know. Right. Well I mean we could we would both agree that we could spend a shit ton less money on our military. Yeah. I I do agree with that. I think there are ways we need to spend our money in the military just a lot smarter. Yeah. Not as much, but smarter. And see, like anything else, you get big government involved, and money disappears, and it's overspent, and hey, look at, you know, all of a sudden the people making our tanks are charging us triple the amount because Mm. they're somehow a great family friend of such and such. Right. It's It's like anything else, you know? Yeah, that's why, like, I mean, this is something that I literally have never met anyone that agrees with me on this, but I think just take all the military budget, cut it, and, like, cut at least half of it, mm-hmm. put it all towards nuclear weapons, oh, and be aggressive, like, with your threats, but never use them. Yeah, but see, eventually your bluff may be called, and see, that would be the horrible... If your bluff is called, then you know what? Um... It won't be because it won't be. There's no way it can be because then someone else has to call you bluff. And you know if the world ends, the world fucking ends. It's got to end someday. Yeah. The, the well, sun eventually theory, the, will in, blow up. Why in, not? Why prolong the inevitable? In theory, we only have how many years is it left, Nick, before the point of no return? Let six, ten. It Over. changes on CNN every time I turn it on. Oh no! Before it's not. It's not before the plan overturns. <laughs> no, it's, it's you know it's before. It's before it's too late to right, reverse exactly, what's going to happen. Right, exactly. Which it always think, changes. It always changes. The number was like you know twelve. Now it's down to like ten. I don't even know what it's at. Well, yeah, the years keep happening. No, no, no. It changes. Beto has changed his number like three <laughs> times now. Uh, bottom line: there's going there. There is legitimately <laughs> a a seven degree rise 
in temperature right now in a, in a, in a part of the Pacific Ocean, which is something you could actually feel a difference between. And it's going to affect, and it's going to be fucking slow. And that's what I think. That's what um, people on your side, I'm, I'm not saying you, but people right, right. on your side don't understand is that like mm-hmm. it's not going to affect the animals in the ocean, but it's going. You know what's going to affect? It's going to affect the fucking plankton. It's going to affect the krill, which is going to affect all the animals that depend on krill, which is going to affect all the animals that depend on those animals that depend on krill, which is going to affect the humans, which is going to cause fucking massive things and. The most important thing, if this climate is rising and this, if the sea level does rise, like science, like you can't just pick and choose which science to believe in. I don't, I don't fucking buy that shit. Like you can't believe in gravity and not believe in all the other shit that they've come up with. Um, Hell God. And if that oh, happens God. and these island nations are starting losing and losing sea level. Mm-hmm. California is going to be underwater. It's 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 yeah it's it's not even it's not even that these places are going to be underwater like we can get around that. The problem is where are we going to displace all these people from places that aren't in America that are going to need refugees uh like asylums or whatnot. Like they're going to need care. And you know what? If we have a leader like Trump where he doesn't want anyone in, we're not going to take any of them in and there's going to be people that are going to die. And if the world is going to more of a totalitarian state like where like it is in Brazil, where it is in Russia, where like they tried to in Great Britain, but you know they might be failing. We can talk about that in a second. But if that's going to happen, then there's just going to be these people that are just dying. And if you don't care, that's fine. But you're a fucking terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. There's so much to dissect with that right there, Nick. <sighs> All right. Well, one of the things I would say is. Obviously, I believe in gravity, so let's get that on the record right now because I don't want to all of a sudden someone say, like, holy shit, he doesn't believe in gravity. Um, But I guess one thing I will say is, yes, there is definite science, and I'm not going to debate you on science of what is happening because, obviously, temperatures are monitored and rated. How does your own record? It's on record. Exactly. I'm not going to tell you it's not getting warmer. Mm -hmm. I guess... What I would like to say, and I guess, does it ever, I'm not going to say cast doubt is the wrong word, but to you. All right, if I if I go, you know, on my phone and look up the weather in theory for three months, mm-hmm. and they try to predict what it is, how accurate are we? So how can you predict, how, how does that science, which, see, science is a, is a relative term. Theory of gravity is proven. Like, you know, when I drop that, it's going to fall. So when you say that it's proven that there's climate theory, models... Theory of gravity is not proven. Do you know why that when you drop that, it falls? Well, why does it fall, Nick? No one fucking knows. Well... No one fucking knows. They just know that if you have big, a, lot, a large enough mass uh, accumulated, mm-hmm. it falls. But they don't know why. And it falls at the same speed. I am correct, right? Yes. You know, whether it's, yes. whether it's big or small or whatever. Right. But regardless, what I'm trying to say, state is is the fact of when we say, like, the point of no return, you know, that we're going to hit that. Mm. Like, how do we really know that? That's what I, I guess that's what people like me are always like, yes, are we being good for the environment? No. Should we do more? Mm-hmm. Yes, we should. But, you know, these models that all of a sudden, as you said, all this shit's going to happen, it's like, well, how can we predict that? We can't even predict the weather, let alone, you know, what's going to happen in 30 years. Um, I, I can tell you we could predict the weather if we 
had a large enough sample size of every single fucking day and every single atom in the goddamn world we could pick up we could, we could predict where everything's going um the reason so we could, you, the reason we could pick the future more than the weather is because we have this whole it, it, you know you know i guess you could be right but it'd be very very unlikely that you are because we have this like parabola graph mm-hmm. of all recorded history with this temperature being as high as it's ever been mm-hmm. with our knowledge of doing our own tests in smaller environments granted not these same size as the earth right uh with how greenhouse gases retain we can monitor the carbon in the air and we have been mm-hmm. we can look at venus and what venus looks like with its greenhouse gases like we we can see fucking polar bears drowning or not drowning, but like wondering where the next ice patch is is basically what you're trying to say. Yeah, we can see we can see coral reefs dying. We can, we we right. There's but so I, many. There's we don't. You're right. We don't. It's not a guaranteed thing, but it's super fucking probable. And I, yeah, and, and I why, would, why even if you don't think that's right, why not take these very fucking simple things we could do mm-hmm. to stop what might and what is probable to happen from happening? Well, um, I I would agree that we can do more. I think we should do more. Even as a Republican, I would agree with that. My problem is the ideas that are thrown around are just completely not even going to use the word. Not going to use radical because I hate to use that word. Mm. Unachievable, I will say. It's just okay, that's, unreal. That's harsher than radical. Okay. You think uh, if you think it's unrealistic, that see that's always an argument that I've bought by you that it is unrealistic. I think it is. I I kind of agree with that. That and so I, then of course what you will do is you'll twist it around and say so we shouldn't even try. You know no. that's what a lot of people do is they'll say well since I think it's unrealistic so we shouldn't even try to do better. See I would see. I, I think that's what like. The Republican Party thinks. And so, no, we should try. But, like, to me, the Green New Deal and stuff, I mean, that's just, that's not it. But you don't like the Green, you, you, you don't like the Green New Deal not because of what it's proposed, because of how it's proposed. Well, I mean, it was, it would trans, it would transform everything we know about how the government like, what is, operates. What is, what is wrong with switching to renewable energy? What is wrong with it? Yeah. Man, if you can figure out a successful way to do it, absolutely nothing right. is wrong. What's wrong with it for you is that you think the process process is unrealistic, right? It's just not successful enough, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's it is somehow blocked by big oil, and those companies somehow have the technologies and they don't want to share it because they're making so much money, or what it is. I mean, but- it's going to be really fucking hard because, like, if you take away big oil completely, you're going to pick. Kick a lot of people out of jobs. Well, right. But, I mean, in theory, if we found a successful enough way for energy to be renewed, you would create we, we tons of... It. I disagree. I don't think You don't believe have. in batteries for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> well... You, I mean, but batteries are... I, I, you've, we, we've talked about this before. We batteries have. are pollutants. Yes. Yes. But they also... They pollute the world and not the atmosphere, and the atmosphere is what we need to focus on right now. Is it? I think so. I mean, so, I, I care more about this world lasting for humans than no. I do for for animals. 
So you don't think the water is the most important? I think we got enough water. Do you? Okay. That's I think we need to. Spend, I just remember spend, spend as a kid. And... I swear to God, I remember when I was twelve years old, and everyone t- was telling me the world is going to end, the ozone layer is going to be fucking depleted, and now the ozone yeah, layer. We fucking rallied that ozone layer, and well, the we world's still going to end. Yeah, that's why we don't. That's why we don't do some shit. We, cha- <laughs> we changed. But um, you know, I agree with the points of like. You know, like I don't know if China's gonna stop there. Well, like, right. No, oh, no, yeah. No country is. No, no right. country's gonna do this. It, you, that's right, that's human nature. We're not mm-hmm. gonna do anything until it's gonna really threaten our lives. But the thing is, it's gonna be too late. So you know, that's you know, maybe that's why we build borders. Maybe that's why we fuck all the other nations because we don't want anyone to come here because we have one of the most prosperous lands in the world that. Won't affect climate change. So we uh, we say we, we told, have the we, Great Lakes. We said we said we told you so, and we blocked the world out. Yeah, and that just that's just not on how, that's just not who I am. Sounds fucking great, Nick. <laughs> that's what's the difference between a Republican and a and a Democrat. We figured it out <laughs> right there. Absolutely, <laughs> protect your own. Oh, geez. protect everyone, man. Everyone's the same. Everyone's, everyone's the same the fucking s- person. Everyone's the same. Humans. I mean, you're you're religious, right? Everyone's I'm made absolutely religious. Everyone's made the same, and then it's based on what they're ra- raised. Then, right? You think there's people that are just like darker, and they all happen to congregate in different nations? No, it's no. a lot of it's based on nurture. <laughs> no, absolutely. I just I think on a everyone should so, be saved. on a. Well, yes, everyone should be saved. But in the event that you can't save everyone, which is, as we said, unrealistic, you save certain people. Can and you save... What if you can save one more, but it's going to put put at risk everyone? Well, then you don't want to know my answer. You put everyone... You don't save that one? No. That's our difference. I think we I think we found I think we found I mean I had this debate with your brother the one time at Benny's okay I mean mean, we really did I mean honestly we'll ask you right on air we're hanging over the cliff me and Mitchell you got both arms you can't pull both of us up who are you gonna who are you gonna pull up uh I mean obviously Mitchell and why would you do that um, because he's, he's my brother is what yeah. you're going to say. Right. So when I'm saving the world and I'm saving everyone because they're a United States citizen and I'm blocking out that border, it's because they are United States citizens and they care. And it's not that the other people are not. It's just that they're slight in the importance of how we look at it. That is how it goes. You're right. Let's say you're holding 10 people on one arm, one person on the other. Mm hmm. You don't know what your weight limit is on the other one. Right, right. But do you take the risk to save the one because you think you can do it? Wait, say that again. I have ten people on one arm, one person on the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I take the risk? You to don't. Save- you don't know. You don't know the answer to this. Right. Like, do you add another person to either arm? I'm so confused on what... All right, so you're hanging off a cliff, right? Yes. Yep, that's where hanging off a cliff. You have 10 people in your left hand, but you're supported by a lift that you don't know how much it could support. Oh, so when do I cut off the limit? Yeah. 
I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. But it's also it's it's based upon the other hand too. Yeah, we're running out of time. Um, we pull it up with ten people. You can't risk it. <laughs> I mean, if it's a, if it's if it's a, I mean, there's never a black and white answer. I will know? always I will always risk it, and I will always try super hard to and save that, everyone. And then everyone would die. And I'm okay with that. Right on, man. I made I made a choice. It, it was ev- better. <laughs> Alright, uh, this has been the Split Six Podcast. <laughs> um, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, Joe, where can we find you, follow you, anything you want to plug? Uh, just on Facebook, Nick. That's all we're going to do. You can find me on Facebook. I'll try and promote this if you post on Facebook. Alright, I will try to do that, but I probably won't. This has been the Split Six Podcast. The podcast where we split six back and talk about three different topics over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Miguel. Find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at M or no, sorry, at Nick Wagella. Um, uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully. Who knows at this point? But uh, thank you for splitting six with us. And remember, it's more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for them to listen to you. See you later. Love you.